Hey, welcome to Chaos in the Attic. I'm your host, Noor. I'm here to share all things that go on in my head, from thoughts to my opinions on things that I feel should be talked about and things that are just not addressed at all. I know we all have thoughts that we feel are not discussed, and I'm here to hopefully express some of those thoughts that you're having. Thanks for tuning in, and now let's get chaotic. Hi, before we get into today's episode, this is just a brief disclaimer. Just because I say something in today's episode does not mean that they are my set in stone thoughts and opinions that are set for life. Just like you, I'm an ever-growing human and I'm ever-evolving and my thoughts can change on a day-to-day basis and at any time of my life. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome back to Chaos in the Attic, another guest episode. I'm so excited to be bringing this episode to you and I hope that it finds you happy and well and safe and what I want to say is firstly I hope you enjoyed my last episode with my sister. If you did listen to it, if you haven't, I would encourage you to listen to it whether you have a sibling or not. A lot of the things that I said in that episode can be still applied to friendships, um, family relationships, any cousins or anything like that. But what I do want to say is that with these two episodes um, of like having guests on, honestly, listening back to them, I get really insecure and then feel like I probably should not put them out there for many reasons one being my voice I mean when you hear me in my solo episodes my voice tends to be a lot higher and more I guess enthusiastic or more mature I don't know exactly what it sounds like but when I tend to talk to people something that I guess is just like a coping mechanism of mine of like past stuff is that I tend to kind of baby my voice and also my voice starts to sound a lot deeper and like just emotionless (laughs) in some way so when I listen back to the episode for one I definitely feel insecure about that but two I think like oh my god like what was the guest thinking like they probably thought that I either was not interested or that I just didn't know what I was doing or whatever I don't know like all these thoughts come into play and I just know that I know myself and I know why I sound a certain way and it definitely does make me not want to put this episode out too but with this guest um, Ben Harris aka the fear guy I thought what a better um, way to start my first firstly um guest podcast episodes with because it was a fear of mine and yeah he's the fear guys fear guy so yeah I think that it's just so perfect and also just like putting the episode out there regardless of how insecure I feel I know that what he says and his wise words will help people but I do want to say that he is 
probably the most one of the most genuine um real people that I have spoken with spoken to in a long time and it's just really refreshing to see people step into their light and step into their element and be exactly who they are and show up in the world as who they are to help people to help themselves and to also just be generous with themselves and with others it's just really refreshing and I just love seeing it and I know that you'll really enjoy this conversation this hopefully I mean (laughs) but without further ado um, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Ben Harris. Thank you for coming and for like agreeing to do this podcast with me and welcome to my podcast, Chaos in the Attic. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to have you on mainly because I've heard like I've heard a lot of podcasts that you have been on and I've always mm-hmm. felt really inspired by and really connected to you through I just feel like there are a lot of people out there obviously who are here to do like some healing work for people and be light workers and mm-hmm. there's only a few that I really connect with and I can feel their genuine care to be hold space for people and I feel mm-hmm. like you're one of those people and I just wanted to like learn more from you and understand like where you came from and how you started mm-hmm. your career as a as a fear guide in a sense if that's what you want to call if that's what you go what you go by beautiful yeah i love it like thank you i i appreciate that yeah because i mean like everything it's i mean there's there's polarity in everything and so no matter where you are right like there's in the corporate world there's good bad bosses and sucky bosses and the same thing in the healer woke world right like there's people who are like man like you're awesome like you yeah like are a centered loving healer and then there's people who on instagram say like holistic this holistic that but then like when you get in their energy it's like whoa you're completely different yeah and it's like it doesn't mean it's wrong but it's just interesting to observe the duality and everything like no matter what world you're in it always exists yeah that's true I wanted to know more about how you got into, um, like, how you started to, like, develop and grow or expand. Have you always been someone who's been connected to your spirituality and to this, um, I guess, I mean, how do you refer to yourself? Like, what do you tell people mm-hmm. that you do when people ask you, like, what you do as a... Like, as a job? So, yeah, it depends. So, to answer the second question, it's always interesting... And I, it always evolves and changes, but the most recent one is, um, like, for people who aren't in this world, I would just say, hey, do you know what a life coach is? And they'd say, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I do that specifically for fear. Or I just say, I'm a fear coach. And then people, I mean, that's super, people are like, what? I've never heard of that, right? And like, well, what does that look like? How did you do that? And all, and all the things. Um, and, of course, that always elicits interesting responses because fear is such a strong emotion and energetic. But as far as always being like this, I mean, it's always a mix of both. So I believe that everyone, heck, we have a core essence to us. So when I do, 
I believe that whether it's myself doing the work or me guiding someone or anyone else doing it, when we talk about healing, I believe it's just remembering. So it's when you heal, it's not like, oh, like I am broken or something's wrong with me. It's no, I am like unlearning the things that are not me. So I'm just remembering who I really am. Um, and that's just constant. So when we talk about self-help or personal growth or development, um, to me, it's just, it's just like, just really become becoming who I already am at my core and my soul. And so that is my goal is just to become more me every single day, week, year is just how am I more myself more than ever before. And so I have been, I've had that mindset for as long as I can remember. So for whatever reason, I've always wanted to be the best or, and not that includes best among people, but also just even like the best among myself. Like I've always wanted to be the best in that sense. Um, but even like as a kid, like I've, I've made lots of choices to cultivate where I am and stuff like that. But even as a kid, um, I grew up in a very like religious setting in the household and I went to, in this religion, they have temples and for my third birthday, instead of getting a bouncy house, I asked to go to the temple and connect with God or source in that way. So there has always been something in me, and I believe that something is in everyone. It's just depending who you are, what you've been through, what, how you chose to come express it, that, that unveiling and remembering looks different. So I came in more ready, I think, just because of my past experiences and my mission. Um, and so, yes, I have always been like this. But I've always, I've still made the constant choices to always lean into fear. Like at 19, I, that was when I first discovered, I used to call it fear fighting. So me and my friend, we called it fear fighting, where we would intentionally do things that we were afraid of. And that's not like a normal thing, obviously. No. <laughs> but we would literally do that on the weekends. Like that was our fun thing. Instead of going out with friends to drink or party, whatever, it was literally like, what can we go do that we're afraid of? And that was our version of fun. That's amazing. I mean, I feel like, do you feel like any part of that had to do with like, oh wait, a coping mechanism? Because I feel like a lot of people will put themselves in these situations just to avoid something else. Was that ever, did that mm -hmm. ever come up for you? Good question. So I think the answer is always both. Yeah. Meaning, so for me, it's a coping mechanism because I want to be like how I grew up and how I was placed in the world. Um, I was told that I was special, meaning that I believed I could do anything, right? Yeah. And I believed I wanted to do special things and be a leader and all this fun stuff. So, and I love that you pointing this out is because even like all the interviews that I've done for my podcast with interviewing people, I realize, whoa, everyone is motivated by fear, even if they don't know it, right? So, and it's not a bad thing. It's everyone is. Everyone is, like you said, like hiding from something. We all do. 
And so to me, that's just what fear reveals. Like fear reveals where you're not free. So there's the Joseph Campbell quote of the cave you fear to enter holds like the treasure you seek. So it's always like, yeah, I am like hiding from something, but that is also my truth. So a question I love to ask is like, what would I do if fear didn't exist? Or what would I say? Or, you know, like, so that is how I access my truth is by fear because that's where it lies of like how to express myself fully and all the things. So yes, I am coping. Like I'm still coping. I mean, everyone is like, I'm still trying to cope with like, like I want to be validated. I want to be the best at what I do. Like I want to get clients. I want to get money. I want to, um, feel good. You know, I just want to be like, I want to feel at peace. And so it's a continu just continuous learning always of how can I be in the present moment? How can, like, like realizing this I'm enough, like even if I didn't do anything, anything else for the rest of my life, or I failed, quote unquote, forever, how can I still know that I'm enough always and forever? Yeah, I feel like that's the thing that everyone's searching for always, just feeling yeah. that enoughness, feeling that love constantly. Um, I mean, I recently saw that you like opened up about your own fears. Yeah. And I think that's also the main reason why I wanted to talk to you was because before that, I would always hear you in podcasts, like try to like, I would want to say go around, beat around the bushes around the question. But in a sense, it was like, I think it was just your own genuine, genuine like care for like whoever whoever whatever podcast you're on to like investigate their fears and like to help them go through their fears oh yeah yeah um but i mean i was i was really interested when you spoke about your fear i thought it was really interesting because it's like a lot of people don't necessarily have that specific fear it's like quite the opposite of just a feeling not being like not being lovable not being enough and then yours is kind of like an opposite but with that same type of twist like how do you navigate through that like if you want to talk about that at all for sure so for you will you just recap it so i can from your perspective what did you take away from it like what is because it's different like even though i said it like this my fear is this and it was multiple and different layers to it but yeah. well, from your perspective like what's what's the fear in one sentence i think that you always need to up level yourself like you always feel the need to like you can't you can't just you like you you fear being i guess categorized or labeled as normal or as ordinary <laughs> yeah absolutely right and so and that plays in every part of my life of like and i kind of already mentioned right like when you asked the coping thing as far as yeah i've been incredibly motivated to be different, to be great, to be special, to be the best. Um, but what that means, right, is if I'm not that, then I'm not enough. Or if I'm not that, then what that comes off for me is that I'm punished. Uh, of like, like my immediate expectation. So it, it works really well for me because it's, <clears throat> it's like, my immediate expectation for myself is the best, right? Like I expect myself to succeed. <clears throat> and so I do, I've done a lot of crazy things. Like 
I've invested lots of money. I've taken big risks of like asking for things, doing things. It's because I'm like, oh, this will work out. It's kind of blindly. Like I have a lot of trust and faith that way. Um, but yeah, like sometimes I do get in my head of if it's not this way that I imagine in my head, because no one else is saying it, I'm the one who's creating this arbitrary rule. Then it's like, oh, then, or if someone else doesn't see that in me, that's probably the biggest thing. If someone doesn't see that in me or doesn't recognize it or doesn't say it, then that proves it's like, oh, if everyone's not constantly praising me, then it's like, oh, I'm not good enough. So for me, right, is coming from a place of like, I know my power, I know my worth, I know what I bring and who I am, regardless of outcomes, regardless of validation, regardless of results, it's just like, boom, like just being in that power. And my friend Christina told me recently, true power is feeling peace regardless of any outcome or regardless of what happens. So that doesn't mean like I'm emotionless, like I'm definitely a very passionate person, but it means that like I have such intention and love that to me that really is strength. That takes a lot of practice to feel peace and love of like no matter what happens. Because I think, because a lot of people think that that's actually being careless, not caring what happens. And it's not even about not caring, it's, it's being so in tune and so intentional and so direct with your emotions, your energy, your love, your spirit, that it's you realize, oh, this is just a distraction. This doesn't matter. I know who I am. I know I'm loved. I know I'm worthy. I know I'm incredible. Everyone else is too. And I need to come, I want to come from this like endless place, this endless source within me. So I see it and others can see that reflected back to themselves too. Yeah, I like that a lot. I feel like like this is just like my own interpretation or my own understanding as well. It's just I feel like when we do something that's so incredible and so great, we it would be nice for someone to recognize that as well. And then when they don't recognize it, we feel like, oh, we've failed in some type of way. But and then I also like like this is not necessarily the best way to think of it, but um it's just some people have a specific jealousy or envy and they don't want to admit to that work that you've done. So then it just goes back to yourself and then you just don't feel good yep. enough or, yeah. Yeah. However someone else responds says nothing about you. Yeah. How you respond says everything about you. Yeah, it's true. I mean, how do you feel like now that you've expressed your fear, like, and you admit it to it or that you've like embraced it in a sense. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Like just embracing it. How do you feel like that has freed you or helped you like cope better with it? And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a season of just complete honesty, meaning, and not just a season, meaning, I, like I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, a life thing, but yeah. I'm definitely, because I want people to feel good, because I want to <clears throat> be viewed as special in people's eyes, right? It was like, I will not, maybe not hold back is the right word, but not speak my whole 
powerful truth. And so I'm definitely in a season of like, this is how I'm feeling. I'm honoring myself. And so to answer the question, like just being, just owning my power and my truth, like I never have. It's so scary because there's fears of, you know, well, if people don't like it, will they leave me or will they not like me anymore or, you know, like all these certain things like that. But it's just, it's a complete practice and it is scary and I'm still learning so much. Um, and I've learned where I am at right now. Like I've learned more than I ever have. It's crazy. And it's actually like tiring. Like, like I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I'm just like, this is so much, it's taking so much out of me. But I know that it's doing exactly what it needs to do. So to answer your question, like, it's, I can see how much it's helping me and I can feel it and it feels so much better. But also, I also, I haven't realized how beneficial it is for me yet because I'm still in it. So I can't tell you, like, like I've had breakthroughs, but even the stuff that I talked about the podcast, that even seems old now. You know, like, it's just things are moving so quickly. This isn't just for me. This is like the whole collective is upgrading and up-leveling in such a quick fashion that I'm just like, I feel like, I feel like last week was a month ago. Just not because life is so busy, but just like so much is transforming and transmuting energetically and growing for me and for a lot of people. It is. It is overwhelming. And I feel like a lot of people have been feeling that way, which like obviously it's a great thing it's a great uh-huh. thing and i think that yeah it's just more rest and more self discovery is always a good thing and just getting in touch with yourself and to show up for yourself and to show up for the world because that's the only way that all of us like even like being honest with yourself and being honest with others that's how people start to shift and start to change and actually become their own like I don't not person but like their own I don't know what the word would be but just like shine their light on everyone so that the world can all shine their light all together I guess yeah I mean we change as individuals yeah like a lot of people think it's we need to change the world it's like nah like you gotta change yourself exactly that's how you change the world yeah and it's like if everyone is just dedicated to themselves, like in a way of like being honest and recognizing and being vulnerable and truth and committed to growth and to love in that way, that's the answer, right? Is like, but that doesn't mean we just sit back and like, okay, we're just gonna not promote or do these movements. It's like, no, it's like, how can we preach or not even preach? is like, how can we exemplify? How can we lead by example of not of, yeah, like preachy, you need to do this, this is the way of, but yeah, like just, I think we, like my thing is just leading by example. Just because it goes back to what you said, of like, yeah, it's, it's not about, you need to do this, hey, shape up, you need to change this. It's like, no, it's taking personal responsibility and accountability of realizing even if I don't have, like, even if all these things happen to me, it's not up to someone else. It's not up to anyone else to 
make me feel better. And that sounds heartless, but I don't think it is. I think it's the most loving thing that you can do for yourself is realizing how much power you have. Because a lot of the times where that mentality comes from, when it's, when you think something's like heartless like that, it's when you think that quote unquote, they want to disempower you to feel you disconnected, that you do need someone else to rely on. So they can control you, is what I believe. And so when it's when you feel that, that isn't you. When you feel disempowered, it's, yes, that's up to you, but it's from a result in programming and conditioning, thinking that you're powerless. But it's when you realize that you are powerful, you are in control, and you do have like this incredible, this power is the best word I can think of, that is everything, and that's... A long freaking answer just to say that we're all powerful and that change starts within. Yeah, I think that no, that is really important for people to hear and to know because I feel like in general people feel like it's it's rude or like the cold thing to do to, but it's not. And I I really I like I try to emphasize that so much that I want people to know that it's not the wrong quote unquote wrong thing to do at all. Like that is actually the best thing that you can be doing for yourself and for others for the people around you um but i do want to ask and kind of get more into like the fear coaching side of things so like because fear is such a heavy thing and just helping people go through that and then you going through your own fears like do you how i guess how do you show up for yourself while you're while you kind of have to be that also that support in a sense to the people that you're coaching through fear. It's a lot. So, I mean, I'm continuously learning, but so if people know human design, so I'm a projector, which means I am built to quote unquote work like four or five hours a day. um, And the rest of the time is just taking care of myself. So I can show up in those hours and be completely effective. So I love to work out, I love to sleep, I love just to like, I mean I love movies, I love just being, like writing or just pondering, journaling, like, so that's a lot of like how I take care of myself, I love laying in the sun, like I love getting outside, so that's honestly what a lot of my life <clears throat> looks like, and so that's the quick answer, is <laughs> like, like knowing myself enough of how I can show up fully effective, like effectively, like I just told you before we began this, I did a 90 minute session that was, that started off like someone could think like, oh man, this isn't an easy call. Like this is, you know, but me just trusting like this is going to somehow happen exactly <laughs> like we need it to. And it always does. It's really crazy. And it doesn't come from a place of force. Of Like, all I really do is ask questions and take us to this place where people are guiding themselves. It's really wild. And so we went into this visualization and energy session that, like, we are co-creating. And this is kind of a tangent, but it's just like, part of me taking care of myself is trusting that the other people are powerful and that we are meeting up for a reason and that I don't need to force and do everything. 
and that they're more than capable of like self-healing. And so that's what a lot of my container is, is right. Of like, it's not coming like, Hey, I'm, I don't believe in fixing you. Like I've already said. So just trusting and allowing that space for that person to show up and having a loving container so they can do that. So that's a big reason I just realized of how I take care of myself is allowing the person to also do the work without me having to save them. Yeah. I think that's, it's, it's so true. And I feel like a lot of people are always like the first thing that they're going to do, like trying to help anyone is give advice. And everyone has their own, everyone has a knowing, everyone has their own intuition and they know exactly what they need to do. They just might need a little bit help or guidance here or there of like, questions being asked to them to help them really ask the questions to themselves and yeah it's not about fixing anyone it's about helping them fix themselves and helping them give them the power to get in touch with themselves and basically empower people help people empower themselves and i think oh exactly yeah (laughs) do you ever feel like you take on other people's fears like when they're does it ever get too in your head? Not, not too much. So I take, so sometimes I'll feel things and now I'm aware enough to be like, oh, this might not be mine. Right? So fortunately of how my energy works and like all my practice with fear is, you know, for the most part, unless it's a super new place, like raw, un- Un, like an exposed place I haven't explored before <laughs> but most of the time it's like oh okay like I know this like I can feel this and flow through this um, but yeah there's definitely times and for people listening like I mean that's what a lot of fear is like I mean you, you do have a lot of conditioning even like in the womb you know there's like there's been studies and stuff of I mean even in your DNA like um depending like what culture you're from like literally like in your dna like from ancestors you can have like ancestral trauma so like and then you come into an environment where we are so neurologically um plastic that you were we're influenced from like everything so it's like fear is a lot of it is a projection is like, yeah, you have a survival mechanism in your brain, but beyond, much deeper and beyond that, and the majority of fear is learned, you know, and it isn't yours, but then it becomes yours. And so it's it's very interesting, and yeah, just for me to, just observing that, like certain, what people think, say to you, like an example of, um, like a, a parent, I think, I think it was my mom and it was like a financial thing of like her financial worry of just like always asking like how this was going because it was new back then. I'm like, how many people do you have? How many clients do you have? Da, da, da. Like this, her financial fear because she's worried about me became my own, you know? And so that came and anxiety like, Oh yeah, like I do need that, you know? And so, and then I realized, like, oh, this isn't even mine. Like, I'm really not worried and I'm doing great. Like, I have, I am taken care of and I've always been taken care of. So it's, that's just an example of, like, how someone's just question that's not even intentionally evil or poisonous. 
can just like stick onto you. And so that could even be like, I, I think I've said this before, like of an exercise of how you can even ask, like what you can just ask yourself, like what fear isn't mine and just write a list of like, where did I learn this fear? And then, or just like, what fear do I have and where did I learn this? And then it's a much easier, it's just like, oh, like, this isn't even mine. Like, I learned this from watching this person or their reaction. And it's like, this doesn't even make sense. Like, this isn't even true. And so it's like, oh, okay. Like, and that, when you have that awareness, it's a lot easier to be less afraid or to let go and release that fear. Yeah. Yeah, self-awareness is key to everything. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even, like, in terms of, like, yeah, like, that like other people's anxieties coming on to you that's something that I really always try to encourage people to not ever question anything anyone's doing just have trust in that they know what they're doing have trust in like everyone because they know like they whether even if they fail or they your anxieties of that for that person do come true then that's they'll deal with that when that comes for them but it's not mm-hmm. on you to like put that pressure that fear that you have on them no but that's hard yeah it is because for people not to especially (laughs) parents yeah because like yeah we were taught to do that and it's like you care and like a lot of fear comes from love it's like i love you so i don't want you to get hurt and so you instill fear so someone's careful and you know and so it's not necessarily a bad thing but it's like how can i instill someone to it's like hey, it's okay to be afraid it's okay to get hurt but it's okay to also to be like aware and cautious sometimes without being just like afraid of everything and anything yeah um i mean if you had to give if okay i think that anyone who does have any fear should work with you or should like invest <laughs> in you. your courses and your program but mm-hmm. i mean if someone just anyone, you would give three tips to you on like how to go through their fears. What would your top three be? The first one and most important one is just learn how to feel it. Like, like feeling fear is safe because you're not going to be able to <clears throat> identify the root of your fear or release it or transform it if you're not willing to feel it. And so being comfortable with, with whether it's meditating and breathing or journaling about it, or just getting curious about it, instead of immediately running or avoiding your fear, because that's what most people do, because it's, you know, a form of protection, and the feeling is literally meant for you to avoid. So, like, you're doing everything you're supposed to, which is confusing, but for you to be calm, or maybe not calm, but, like, just okay and safe feeling fear, will allow you to free yourself from it. So I like that. Yeah, feeling fear will allow you to free yourself from it. You might have to write that down, that's good. But like, that's that's like the first tip, and that might be really the, and then the next one, I think that's the primary one. And then another one off the top of my head is, <clears throat> do like go where your fear is. So kind of like what I said at the beginning of, um, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. <clears throat> so after you're done 
being afraid of, like, and you're comfortable feeling, then the next step is like, okay, I am going to consciously go to my fear because fear holds every, the key to everything. It really is like, it's the key to your freedom and to love even. So you can be free and you can be yourself. And the third one, oof, this one just came to mind is like, ironically, and you don't even need to do any of that. Meaning, you have to do the work to realize you didn't even need to do the work. Like, ask, just ask yourself the question, like, well, what, what if I didn't even need to heal? Like, not in an avoidant or an ignorant way, but of what have I been thinking that I need to fix myself before I can do this or feel this or be this? And so asking the question of, like, what, what if I didn't need to heal? Like, what if I was already amazing? What if I was already enough? What if I was already this? Or what, what if I didn't need to heal? And then that opens a completely new perspective of looking for the good things about you. And that also allows a lot of icky, stuck energy or trauma to release because you've just been holding on to it because you have guilt and shame for it. I think that's definitely the route I always end up taking is just mm-hmm. trying to like view everything in a more positive, like abundant state of mind, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, okay, now this is... A question that I have been actually talking to my sister a lot about which is what what's so bad I guess of staying in that protected state like let's say that you've experienced your fear and you have mingled with it but you just don't feel like it's necessarily doing any positives for you so you just decide to avoid it is that such a bad thing? No, I mean, it's nuanced. It just depends on like, what you want. So you're saying, once I have mingled with my fear, I don't see any benefits from learning from it, and so I'm just going to avoid it? Not necessarily any benefit. Like, yeah, I guess, I guess so. Um, but more so in a way of, like, this is not... It, it hasn't really changed anything for me. It hasn't elevated me in any sense. And I just don't feel comfortable in that state. So do I continue with that <laughs> discomfort or do I just go back to the state that I was feeling really joyous and happy in? Yeah, honestly, I mean, there's no wrong answer. Yeah. Like, I, like, if you want to just go back to doing that, freaking do it. Like... But, like, for me, I would not be able to do that. Like, I, like, my, my personality is like, nope. Like, there is no other option because I can't imagine living my life or, like, dying and being like, I didn't explore everything. I didn't give everything I had. So, <clears throat> like, if you're okay with that, then do it. Like, seriously. Um, and if you're in a place of, like, I don't, I'm not finding any answers, you're probably not asking the right question or the most helpful question. And in addition to that, like you don't want to be in a place of just like a stressful fight or flight, always discovering trauma. Like a lot of people in this world are in a constant chase. They're in a constant seeking for the next, like it's weird, right? Instead of drugs, I mean, that's there's a lot of that too, but I mean, right, is like success, money, 
sex, I think I said that, but like, um, even like you can over heal, like instead of just being like, okay, I am now consciously going to enjoy my life. I am going to have fun. I'm going to stop like digging stuff up and now I'm going to have like a really like enjoy restful time. So it's completely individual and it just depends like what is the season for you? Yeah, it's, it's completely individual to a person. Um, there's, I don't believe in like blanket statements per se. I mean, their truth does exist, but it just depends who you are and where you are in your life. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I was just, I mean, it was just something like a question that I was like asking. So I feel like people always say like, oh, like you're not, you're not growing if you're always in your comfort or you're not. And I'm like, I also view it in a way where, why do you always have to be in discomfort? So I feel like there's like, that you have to like balance the both in everything and I think that's even with, like, just in general in life, like, there's always a balance of how you grow and how you heal. Yeah, I mean, there's, the, I've thought about that recently, actually, of, like, the saying of get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. <clears throat> and, like, there's truth in that, but also, again, is, like, are you using, back to your first question, are you using that as a coping mechanism? Yeah. Like, are you now hiding from comfort? Because exactly. I posted something yesterday or on Instagram, like, feeling good will feel wrong when stress is your default state of living. So that becomes, when that becomes important of, like, if you always feel like you need to be doing something or chasing or seeking or healing or striving, then it's like you are actually always in a fight-or-flight state and you always are in stress and dis-ease, which isn't happiness and hurts your body, hurts your health, mental, physical, spiritual. And so, yeah, like, there is a balance of like, okay, yes, like always be growing, but even a form of growth for you could be having fun or being restful and like recovering and not doing all these crazy retreats or like deep work. Like sometimes it's like, no, nah, I'm just going to freaking chill and have some fun and enjoy my life and I don't need to be digging up stuff all the time. And there's irony in that too because like that is part of the healing and people just don't realize it and that's part of the growth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's so many, there's so much nuance. Like people could hide in the crevices and anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I also see like that you always talk about um, like the balance between masculinity and femininity. Mm. And I personally <laughs> recently have been having a lot of, I guess, um, ish, no, I don't want to say issues, but like, I guess, view, like seeing a lot of men and like, just not stepping into that femininity and still blocking out, which feels so crazy that it's like still an issue. And it's always, well, I don't want to say it's always going to be an issue, but it's definitely a place that needs a lot of work. And so I want to ask you how do you embrace those two sides and not feel like, I don't know, what? So I think the best answer to these types of questions is it's redefine, like, it's like, because what you said at the end is it's both, <clears throat> as it's not masculinity or femininity, it's both. Because if you're imbalanced in one, then you're imbalanced in both, right? And so it's not that, 
so for me is I redefining for me what masculinity meant has helped me so much <clears throat> like I used to think because I am more like sweet and sensitive and that type of stuff like I thought oh I'm just more feminine or um, like I'm not manly enough as I should be you know but discovering and researching and working with people has realized like oh I'm actually very masculine but I'm a healthy masculine and so what has helped me is just redefining what those look like <clears throat> of like like and being both and comfortable with both and flowing and dancing with both is because that's what we both are like we masculine and feminine is it's you know it's polarity it's positive it's negative so and not in a sense of like good or bad that's not what i mean it's like just a charge yeah. like in like a literal energy like when you think of a battery like plus or minus doesn't mean anything it's just oh they're opposite ends and there's like a pole between them a pole and poles and so when you understand that it's not trying to be at one end of the pole it's you know what is my own mix what is my own unique expression of this because we all have a unique expression because when we talk about masculine and feminine stuff we can get stuck in more rules um, and there are universal laws that can help guide us but it is going to look and be expressed differently for the individual um, based on your personality like your unique energy mix and so a mix of like so overall just finding out what that is to you what it means to you um, just researching like and stop trying to be something just because someone says says it <clears throat> like you need to be more masculine you need, need to be more feminine it's just like okay I have a unique expression what does that mean to me and truly knowing yourself so you know what feels good to you um, but of course there is still a lot of beneficial things for me of like okay I do need to step up in my masculine in this way especially like in, in my partnership I'm like and then I can see how that <clears throat> Like that has helped me a lot. Like the masculine, the masculine work that I have done. Would, if I wouldn't have done that, I would not have been able to have the type of relationship that I want and that I have. Um, and I didn't realize that. Like I really didn't. Like my energy was still attracting, like the polar version of me and it is always right yeah. and in relationships it, it's funny looking back on but my own on what I want to say unaligned or disconnected whatever masculine feminine was reflected back to me in other relationships and so it's just interesting now that I can be like oh now I'm in my power now I know this is me like expressing masculine for me makes sense in this way feels good and now it's reciprocated back to me through partnership that's so that's a long answer but there you go yeah no i i like, <laughs> that. I like that long answer yeah it's just again i think obviously everything has to do with fear so it's just even mm -hmm. it's like if i'm if a man is is seen as too feminine or he steps into their femininity then they they become too afraid of that side and yep. then they shift into like the negative sides of the masculinity and the yeah. 
And even for women, yeah, like, even for women, exactly. Like women, like again, this isn't black and white, but a lot of even women, women empowerment or female empowerment has been be more manly or be more masculine. But that kind of needed to happen, quote unquote, because it's the natural thing. Is like, of course, when men are controlling and oppressing women the natural response is like, okay, well, I need to be more feminine to fight back, yeah, you know, or to get my power back. <clears throat> so it's not bad, but it's a lot of, if you just start to observe, like, female empowerment, it's actually a lot of masculinity, which isn't bad, and if you enjoy expressing masculinity, then that's for you. But a lot of women that I have seen and worked with and know and observed don't. Like, their natural expression is actually more feminine, but they've been told to be more masculine. And so it throws off their health. It throws off their life and relationships. It's very, very fascinating. It's interesting. Yeah. No, it's something that I always try to speak about, but then I get too afraid to say anything. Yeah. Because I'm like, if I do comment on this, then they're going to come after me like, oh, I'm not, I'm yeah. not supporting or anything like that. But I recently wrote a post about it, actually, because I was oh. just like, it is something that should be talked about more. It's, and I feel like it's just feeding into everyone's head that they're not realizing anymore, like, that, oh, this is not my truth, and this is just, yeah, what kind of society or, like, what we're, we've been told to basically do in order yep. to show up. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a sad circle of... Um, That's wild. Yeah. It's interesting and sad yeah. and also happening perfectly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I want to ask you a couple of questions, just like a rapid fire question Ooh, type fun, of let's style. Do it. But before that, do you want to like say anything specific about fear, about your work or anything like that? Um, anything that you want to no. share? <laughs> say what? Anything you want to share? No, like, I appreciate you asking, and then you asked really good questions, so I feel like, like, people are going to get exactly what they need to get, um, and, like, if you feel called to <clears throat> interact with me in any way, any way, do it, and it's like, but you might be afraid, ironically, and that's the point, right, because <laughs> I've had people tell me that they've avoided my work sometimes because it's exactly what they need. Because it's, like you mentioned it earlier, fear is the root of everything. So, is if you're not ready for it, that's okay. But if you are ready for it, I mean, it's the place, right? Whether it's the podcast, which is feeling free. Whether it's, we have in-person retreats. I do courses every once in a while, maybe twice a year. And then I do breakthrough sessions and mentorship um, settings and coaching with people. So, it just depends. Or... I mean, Instagram could be enough for you, you know? I've had people listening to the podcast or read one post and, like, have so much changed for them, you know? And I've had people who I've never interacted with Instagram and then booked a session and we had this amazing, beautiful experience. So it's all individual. It's just listen to, like, what your calling is, whether it's with me. It's like, I, yeah, it's, it's so much bigger than me or you. It's... Listen to your intuition for 
anything. Yeah. I will say that I think for anyone that's just starting with any journey in their life, just follow inspiring people, people that you feel that are motivating you in any direction. That is like more than enough because that will inspire something in you to make changes and to start the work or to start whatever journey you're on. Yes. But with the quick rapid fire <laughs> question. So the first one is, do you know your sun, moon, and rising sign? So, shoot, I do. I don't have, so sun is Sagittarius. Okay. Same. I just looked at this. I think it's Scorpio. It's moon. Yeah, it is. And I forgot. I forgot rising. I have them written down somewhere, but that's the top of my head. Okay. Um, your current current favorite thing that you're consuming it can be food, it can be a TV show, it can be a podcast, a book, anything. Okay, so I mean, for me, it'd be food. So if there's this place that started in Malibu, they have a place in Austin, Texas, where I live, and they're opening more and more. Have you ever heard of Sun Life? Yeah. Oh. Sun Life is so good. <laughs> yeah, so I go there two or three times a week. And that, every time I'm just like, dude, this is so good. Like, this could keep me living here forever. So, shout out to Khalil and Sun Life because that really is so good. And his backstory is incredible, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely also look at his backstory if anyone <laughs> wants to check out Sun Life. Mm -hmm. um, a tip, just a piece of tip or advice can be on anything as well. It can be how to cut your hair, like anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's something that, yeah, what's in a piece of advice that I would not usually give? That's not related to anything. What's something... This is, I mean, what keeps coming to mind is, like, I love to work out, and this year I've really just learned how to use, because usually in weight training, like, they just teach you, like, one mus muscle group. I'm like, okay, like, you need to focus on this muscle group this time for bodybuilding, right, so that muscle gets bigger and stronger, but it's like, this year I've learned how to um, combine all of them instead of just, like, I'm going to work this one specific area is like, oh, how is this, how is my body supposed to function? And so I guess my tip would just be like, learn how your body functions. Like, it's so cool of how, like, your body really is so crazy, intuitive, and smart, and it's doing everything it's supposed to. Like, when you think about how we were developed from one cell, right? Like, yes, it's science and it's magical, and to me, it's funny that we doubt that the body can heal itself. Yeah. When when we were like, no, like we literally created from nothing. You know, like we were one cell, is multiplying, multiplying, and that formed crazy intelligent brain. Like, so to me, is like like trusting that body, like that created life can also, of course, heal you, and like just how it knows what it's doing and trusting it, and not trying to like fix it or I mean of course there's benefit like you want to heal right but 
I guess like the cool thing for me is just to see how awesome the body is and to trust how everything is working together instead of just trying to do this thing because that's again like we've talked about this is what you're supposed to do so you do it um but just seeing how the body interacts and the muscles and the bones and the ligaments that's kind of a nerdy answer but there you go no i really like it. and i literally i think two episodes ago i spoke about that exact thing i was just saying how I started to recognize my own cells as being mm -hmm. this whole yeah. support system, my, like my entire family in a sense, because yeah. they're all supporting each other and just giving each cell love and just visualizing it as much as I can. Because I just think it's, it's so cute in that sense that every cell is working <laughs> to better your body and to heal you. But yeah, I like that answer a lot. I mean, it is. Like, yeah, people think it's like, oh, it's just me. It's like, no, bro. It's like, you have, I mean, billions more than that probably of cells you know yeah exactly. and each one is an organism yeah it's crazy <laughs> um a quote to live by uh i think i already said this but i did this the other day on my phone where it says true power is feeling peace no matter what happens i already said that but I, that's what's in my head right now okay well i like it <laughs> i'll take it um a favorite meal or food I mean, I already said, like, smoothie bowls, but in addition to that, <clears throat> my mom's, this keeps coming to mind, that's so funny, do you know what stroganoff is? I feel like I do. If I see a picture <laughs> of it, I'll know, but it's but just familiar. instead of with noodles, she would make it with rice, so that just came to mind, and that was always so good. Okay. And I, with broccoli, I, I've loved broccoli, like, steamed broccoli since I was a kid. Yeah, Little tree. <laughs> Um, a favorite period of time or era? I mean, for me, I love the 90s. I was born in 1990. Um, like, honestly, yeah, just like the 80s and 90s. Are, the culture, the music, the movies. It's so fun and just so alive. And that's like peak for me, like peak America. Um, yeah, I would stick with that. A favorite animal? I sent something for a tiger, so recently I saw a tiger, like an art installation of a tiger yesterday, so I also said tiger. Okay. Um, one thing that you would add to the world, and one thing you would want to remove from the world? Oof, I mean, a cheesy answer would be nothing, because I believe it's all happened, like, nature knows what it's doing. Yeah. Um, even with humans destroying it, in a way, I believe that there's still so much happening that we don't see and she knows what she's doing. Yeah. <clears throat> it's been around for a long ass time for billions of years and if we, if humans think we can destroy it, I think that's kind of ironic. I think it, it would destroy us before we destroyed it, but, um, which is kind of what it's doing with natural <laughs> disasters, exactly. you know? Yeah. So, and that's even, I haven't thought about that. We call them disasters because they are to like lives but it's essentially, that's what happens when it's like, yo, like, we need to take care of. It's more of a protection. Like a... Like cleansing. Yeah. Um, but what would I add? What would I add? Like one simple thing. I think like in schools, like I would love... 
there's so many things that I think like to restructure the education system, but just like one small thing to add. Mm, like I would just say mindfulness, like <clears throat> like teaching a kid how to be mindful, I think is so key. And then remove just processed food. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, last question is how do you ease the chaos in your attic Ooh, that's a good question I like it how do I ease the chaos in my attic <laughs> um, for me so many different ways of it could be meditating it could be journaling now a lot of it is expressing and emoting <clears throat> because I'm learning to feel in ways that I've never felt which is uncomfortable and difficult for me because like I mentioned earlier like I had like trying to be perfect or have it together all the time because I wanted like I was motivated and coping to be like that um so emoting feeling expressing in all the ways I mean even learning like I've always it's funny like I mean I've always liked to dance and I think I surprise people like, because I don't drink or anything or do drugs. <clears throat> and so, like, when they see me go so hard and ham on the dance floor, I love that. That's way fun. Um, and the biggest one, simple one, is just stun. Like, the sun feel, just heals me every time. Sun. Vitamin D and mm -hmm. some sunlight. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> Nora, thank you. Like, I appreciate you so much. And thank you the courage to reach out and ask and um, ask awesome questions. For real, I appreciate you. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. And I mean, if, if I'm going to link all your information in the show notes, but is yeah. there anything else you want to just add or say? <laughs> nah, just follow your friggin', you know what to do. Yeah. Like all of these things or things that you've learned is like you already have the answers inside of you. Like you are amazing and I mean that's it like for real like I believe everyone like you really are incredible so that's what I want, want you to know <laughs> alright well thank you so much I really appreciate it oh welcome thank you I hope you enjoyed the episode and as always I leave everything down in the show notes so how to contact him how to work with him will all be linked there and if you did find this episode to be useful to you or if anything resonated with you, please don't forget to share and to tag me or Ben in your stories or however you share it or share with friends if you feel like some one of your friends or family members might find this episode useful. And I would love and appreciate it if you could subscribe to this podcast to leave a review and to rate it. And as always, if you want to work with me to better the quality, help me help you better the quality of your life, then you can DM me. My information is linked also in the show notes. Thank you so much and have a great day.